0: Hey, Green and Growing fam, this is Sarah here, and I have some exciting news for you. Germany virtual conference registration opens up on May 16th, and what that means for you is you can save your seat early, be the early bird for this conference. And the reason you want to be the early bird is because we have some exciting new things and we've elevated some of the experiences that you already know and love at the Germinate virtual conference. And the way that you can be that early bird and get into the registration quickly is by joining the waiting list. And when you join the waiting list, that will get you access to the link to register first, and also a live event that we're doing on registration open day just for you to give you a sneak peek at some of the content that is coming at you this Germinate. It's going to be exciting. You can get on the wait list by going to our links in our bio for Instagram, or also just going to our website, greenandgrowingedu.com slash Germany. Hey everybody, Sarah here, and I am currently in the throes of banquet planning. <laughs> I think I've seen some some of you all have already done your banquet and man, Those are the days I'm like, man, I wish we were done with all of our planning and and hard work. And it reminds me that a lot of banquet work is just sitting at a computer, chugging along. And when you think about banquet, it's so much more than that, but that back end things, they have to happen for the exciting real live event to happen in person. And I bet a lot of us are going back to the in person structure. I know last year uh, we did a video and we, we published it and it you know it launched at a certain time for people to watch and we have not had an in person banquet since twenty nineteen. And if you're in that boat, I just want to share some some Ideas that I've seen from amazing educators from across the nation, as well as some experiences I've had as a person who's hosted a banquet, I guess now. 11 minus two, nine times. <laughs> so let's start with just the planning process. If you remember a couple months ago at at Green and Growing Virtual Coffee, we started talking about the banquet in January and February, and that just seemed so out of place, right? <laughs> and I think back to when we made that calendar of what we're going to talk about, what months, and Kendra Callahan was really the driving force behind that. She um, uh, was the system director here at Green and Growing Education, and she was able to backtrack so many of the activities we do at G&G, but also to think through FFA events like state convention, national convention, your plant sale, and the banquet to make sure you had adequate time to get all the things done and you didn't feel rushed. Well, Kendra, i am unhappy to report that i did not follow your instructions and i am now behind the eight ball but if we're thinking for 2023 we're moving into a new school year almost soon i bet some of you have less than six weeks of school left we might need to start putting that on our poa and our calendar early january february and i know what you're thinking sarah you're insane We have to get through FFA week first. And I understand I also want to make sure that I have enough time for the things that I do. When you decide to plan even just a little bit earlier, even during the throes of FFA week, it will save you time and save a little bit of sanity as you move past FFA week into March and into April, May timeframe when you're about to host that banquet. Things to think about when hosting the banquet, and this is i 'm shouting this out to first year teachers, okay, I remember at my first first uh, school, I was immediately told of this is the way we do things here, <laughs> and I little baby Sarah, I was actually only teaching for two months before my first banquet because I started in March. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, we'll do it for you. Um, And it was great because I at least had something to go on versus making everything from scratch. But as I continued at that school, we started making small changes. For example, one of the things they had to have at that banquet was Smithfield Fried Chicken. If you are from North Carolina, you know. That is just It's pretty typical. And Smithfield's great. Nothing nothing hating on Smithfield. Love it. It just wasn't a good fit for our kids. The kids didn't really like it. They, you know, and we had so much left over and it was just, it just wasn't a good fit for our chapter anymore, although our chapter had been around for so long and it had been a tradition. So slowly we we changed it up. Um, one year we did a potluck, and one year we had our alumni and they made a bunch of pasta dishes, and then the FFA members brought side dishes, appetizers, kind of potluck style. And that just fit so much better. We had not as many leftovers to go haul to the, uh, the police stations and fire stations nearby to donate after the banquet. So as you're thinking about what are we gonna do, I want to remind you that this is a student-led organization and I know you know that. Why not ask your students This year might not be a great year because only your seniors have ever been to a banquet before, a real live in-person banquet. Ask your students, what do you love about it? What is the good about the banquet? What is the not so good about the banquet? And what, like, 100% needs to be thrown out and revitalized? And sometimes it might be the food. Sometimes it might be the location. We've – this is the first year – of my career that we're doing it not in our school. I've done it in my cafeteria at both of my past schools and at my, my new school we will be doing it at a local um, event facility. That was uh, the, the fee was paid for by the alumni, which is awesome. But that was just not something we had at our, at my old school. So it'll be interesting if the kids, if they like it or if they'd rather have it at the, at the school or having those kind of conversations with your students um, about the food, about the awards, about the, the timing of how everything goes. I know slideshows are a big deal in banquets. And one thing that my kids didn't really love or parents didn't really love was sitting through the slideshow for 10 minutes or however long it is, in the middle of the awards banquet. So we changed it up and started doing it right before we got into the awards. So everyone was sitting at their seats, they were eating. It was that last like little part where some people were done eating, but not everyone was done eating. And that allowed us to still have the attention on the slideshow, but it didn't take up a ton of the awards time and it shortened our our banquet a little bit. So have those conversations with your students. And this is what I'm talking about, about getting the planning early. If you talk about this, I mean, for sure, if you can get this done during your POA planning, I mean, more power to you to make these kind of decisions and get it on the calendar and go forward. But if that is just not possible for you, or say you walk into a new chapter and have to like elect your officers at the beginning of the year and all that kind of stuff, you just might not have the time. So if you do it in January, February time frame, you can go through all of these conversations. What's working? Like almost good, bad, ugly vibes. Like this is what's good. This is what could be tweaked to be a little bit better. And this is what really we don't like and we need to change. Something else that I think might be a little controversial of banquet is officer announcements. And Officer announcements are so exciting, and they're also so nerve-wracking and can be devastating for students. And I'll throw my unpopular opinion into the ring. We did it very, very typical. You had your interviews, you had your applications, everything. We kept it a secret and announced it at the banquet at a few um I'd say probably half of the banquets I did. And after having some conversations with my students, they said that they would rather know that they made the team or not made the team in private before they were in front of all their friends, their family, and their schoolmates. And while this is definitely not typical. I mean, I've been at nationals, I've been at state convention and seen the pure joy and the pure devastation on students' faces while they were running for state or national office. And I don't have control over that, but I do have control over what I do at my chapter. And something that worked to add the surprise and excitement, but also be mindful of students who feel wanted that safety of finding out on their own we started doing slates so what that means is we did our interviews and all of our applications the next day we had slate letters for all of the people who applied and interviewed and the slate inter- the slate letters either said thank you so much you did a great job at this time you You have not made the slate for next year's officer team. Um, And a lot of times we had a recommendation of a committee chair that they could run for in the fall or that they would be um, recommended for in the fall. And then we had a slate that said, you've been slated for the officer team. You will find out at the banquet which position you have been slated for. And at the end of the day, the day after interviews and the day before the banquet, something like that time frame, they would come at the end of school, pick up their letters, and they were not allowed to open it on school property. And that kept the surprise. So people didn't know who did and who didn't make the make the team until maybe the next day and people were talking and that kind of stuff. But nobody knew who the president, who the Sentinel, any of that was. And ever since the chapter started doing that, there had not been the issues I'd seen before. (laughs) If anybody's had an angry parent before at their banquet because their kid did not get the position that they wanted. If you've ever had kids crying or kids who were on the officer team who got upset about what position they got and then they leave and that's a shirk their duties. at the end of the banquet is not a great way to start off a new officer team and these are just ideas i'm throwing out it doesn't if your way works totally go for it um but if you're looking for something different and just a little bit um a little bit non-typical maybe non-traditional that can help your kids feel safe uh when they're finding out about this exciting exciting thing um And something else that goes along with this, this is a soapbox, is that the way I have done officers is they do not run for a specific position. They are put in it by how they write their um, application. And there are questions on there that are leading about their strengths and how that would fit into the officer team. And we have officer like interest meetings And those are things that are talked about, that you are running for a team, you are not running for a position. If you get one of those coveted six spots, you are a team. No one is better than anybody, but each person has a special gift that's going to help this chapter move forward. So that is how it's said. So people don't get – I the past like maybe three years at that chapter, maybe more than that, four years at that chapter – from my perspective and my teaching partner's perspective, we did not have the animosity of like, oh, I didn't get president. Oh, I didn't get secretary. I didn't move up. It was more about the team, which was fantastic. All right. Awards. Awards are so exciting, right? You're able to really give appreciation to the students who've worked hard. I'm thinking about, I have a student who did their state degree, and their proficiency application. And they had a lot of backlogging to do because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they have an incredible SAE, and we're so excited to find out about their results. And I'm just really excited to be able to show my appreciation to that student who put in so much time, so much effort to be able to be recognized for this the work that they put in, regardless of what they get at the state level, it's really exciting to be able to, yesterday I was picking out the plaque and writing what I wanted on it, and it just makes me so excited to, to really celebrate these students. Now, I'm a traditionalist. I'm just gonna say it. Green hands, you get a certificate, you get a green hand pin. Star green hand, you get a certificate, you get the star green hand pin. Uh, Retiring officers, you get a retiring officer plaque. State-winning CDE teams, you get a plaque. Uh, If you participate in the CDE, you get a certificate and a ribbon. The ribbons, Hodges badges, friends. If you want something that is very FFA on brand and kids like it because it's a little bigger than a pin or something like that, Hodges badges has great FFA-themed rosette um, ribbons, and they're just so great. Um, but I have some friends who have some really cool gift ideas, and I'm going to be honest, you might sway me in going away from the traditionalist awards route. So some some teachers have some really cool ideas in, in gifts for their students. Now, I'm not sure which gift is for which, like, what they get it for, but I've heard of getting lawn chairs. What a great idea, especially as kids are going off to college and they're going to go to sporting events and that kind of stuff, to have a lawn chair um, that has some FFA and some interesting, you know, like they're showing off what they did in high school. Um, Tumblers. Tumblers are real popular and you can get them personalized. I know recently this year, Maryland Act Teachers Association gave advisors Tumblers and they are so nice to drink my iced coffee on the way to school. And students love them, too. I see the tumblers every day in class. My kids drinking coffee or drinking their sweet tea. And um, they they love a good tumbler. They love the stickers that they can put on the tumblers, too. While I hadn't thought about um, stickers as an award, that would be a cool just side thing to, to give students, maybe with their certificates or something, a really nice sticker that is branded to your chapter. I also had uh, people talk about uh, customized blankets, customized blankets for their students. There have been um, obviously plaques that chapters are able to make in their shop. So they don't have to go through shop FFA or they don't have to go through a local vendor, but they're able to design them, which makes them super customizable and very unique. uh, Where it's not just, you know, run in the mill. Every president has this rising sun plaque. Uh, That makes it very, very cool to be able to say, like, we designed this and we are able to to do that. Um, Just recently, I saw Nikki Fiddled Eye Doll said she had the Oil Can Award for students, and that was for the people who are always working behind the scenes, like really making things work like oil does in an engine. Um, I know some teachers tend to do paper plate awards as well. Maybe that's not at the banquet, but maybe at an FFA meeting where they find something good, see the good, just like Laura Cosby says for every student in the chapter and presents that to every student in the chapter because we know that not every student gets an award at the banquet depending on their year maybe they're a junior they've already got their green hand they already got their chapter and maybe they just weren't as involved their junior year because junior year is crazy and they're not getting their state degree till the next year, so it's always nice to be able to recognize them for their talents that maybe don't fit a CDE or proficiency or a degree, but they bring positivity, they bring light, they bring laughter, they bring hard work, they bring dedication to the the team. So. Think outside the box when you are thinking about your awards, or stay and be traditionalist, or be a mix of both. What's beautiful about the banquet is that it's yours and your students, and no one can tell you the right or wrong way to do it. The only thing is that you have to plan. You have to think, you have to work behind the scenes on that computer, making those invitations, making that sign-up genius, making those address labels for your dignitaries, editing the script, practicing the script, printing the programs, getting the decorations, uh, setting up, making sure enough people have signed up for the potluck, ordering the food, ordering the awards, organizing the awards, and all the things. And when you think about all that stuff, man it's gonna take time so as we're thinking towards 2023 january february 2023 make sure you have some planning on your calendar for the banquet and hey if you listen to this podcast and you're like man sarah you missed so much stuff for the banquet guess what i probably did and also if you're thinking man i love the banquet i love a good banquet I love planning it. I have a timeline where I do all of the things out. And I know on this day or this week in January, I am getting my invitations ordered. On this day, I'm getting the slideshow going and getting kids to add it to a Google, you know, Google folder. Friend, never have we ever had a banquet session at Germinate. We would love your expertise at the next Germinate or even a virtual coffee or another event that we may be hosting soon. Please, 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 please reach out to us. You can reach out on Instagram um, to Sarah Nerswick or EDU and hey, we're going to open up applications for you so we can get all your amazing information onto paper, and we can spread that to teachers across the country. Hope you guys have a great, great day. Get on the Germinate waiting list, and happy banquet season.